You are listening to the Health Practitioner Podcast, episode number three, with Dr. Joy Elwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Health Practitioner Podcast, where we discuss integrative and holistic health and wellness practices and the business of wellness. I am your host, Dr. Johnetta Minor, Women's Primary Care Nurse Practitioner. I must say I'm very pleased to have as my guest, Dr. Joy Elwell. Joy is a board-certified family nurse practitioner and a fellow of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. Welcome, Joy. Thank you very much, Johnette. It's wonderful to be here today. Oh, I'm glad to have you. I'm very excited. So let's jump right in. Sure. Joy has a lot of uh, to share with us today, I'm sure. She's been a registered nurse for 30 years and a nurse practitioner for 20 years. So tell us a little bit about your background in terms of your nursing experience and your nurse practitioner experience. Um, Well, as you kindly mentioned, I've been a nurse for 30 years, and so I became a nurse in 1983, and so 31 years now. And uh, I worked as a nurse for 10 years, uh, getting my master's degree along the way. And then I started, you know, observing that the primary care needs of the patients that I was taking care of were leaving something to be desired. I guess, let me put it that way. So I thought, you know what, I could become a nurse practitioner and deliver primary health care, you know, incorporating the nursing model and making it better. And so I went back to school to become a nurse practitioner uh, as a postmaster's um certificate, and I completed that in, two th- in 1994, and um, so I've been a nurse practitioner for 20 years, and I have worked in the settings of college health, and I've also owned my, pra- my own uh, primary health care practice for children and adults. Um, I have developed a subspecialty in travel health, travel medicine. And um, I, I am now an associate clinical professor at the University of Connecticut teaching nurse practitioners at the master's and doctoral levels. And how have you incorporated uh, integrative care into your practice? Well, I have a great interest in integrative care. Um, you know, when you, I think that all of us who are nurses, who are nurse practitioners, need to be holistic practitioners. And by that I mean, uh, I, I believe that integrative techniques and strategies need to be interwoven into more traditional, along with more traditional, you might say, allopathic strategies. And I don't believe one takes priority over the other. I believe that they uh, coexist and that we certainly wouldn't say, for example, if a patient needed a uh, patient had lower right quadrant pain and it was identified that they had appendicitis, we would never say, well, we're not going to um, use the traditional surgical approach. We would, of course, incorporate that, but and that's the right way to go, but we would not ignore all of their other health needs and all of the other potential integrative strategies to help them be as healthy as they could during their recovery, uh, to alleviate their pain, and to restore them to, to wellness using every strategy available to us. 
Now, do you have a particular mode or modality that you use in your practice and your personal life? I would have to say no. Um, one particular modality, no. I think that there are so many strategies and there's such an array of holistic techniques available to us that and every person, every patient, every individual is so unique that the time has to be invested with the patient to identify what's going to work for them and what their needs are. Um, if it's, you know, for example, some new literature is coming out that, that indicates that physical therapy is as efficacious for low back pain as, uh, as any other treatment. So to be exploring that with patients, making the appropriate referrals, um, incorporating elements of self-care so that the patient is aware and, and the practitioner is aware of um, all of the modalities that will optimize that person's health and the practitioner's health as well. Now, I noticed, Joy, that you were saying a patient, patient as opposed to a versus client. Is there any particular reason for saying that, using the term patient? I know that um, when we talk about buzzwords or terms, some, some of us in nursing and in healthcare prefer the term client, but I don't. I prefer the term patient uh, because it implies the temporary nature um, of the relationship. Uh, it also implies that the individual who has come to us is in need of healing and um, that our job is to assist them and to partner with them in getting well, getting better, becoming healthier, and that they are going to go. Certainly, we may have an ongoing relationship. They may be a long-term patient, but when they leave our office, our healthcare facility, whatever the setting is, they are caring for themselves. And I think that that term, at least for me, respects their autonomy in their own self-care. And that fits right in with wellness and optimum wellness and, and patients or clients taking more responsibility for their own health care. And I just noticed that I used the term client uh, just a second ago, and I know that Betty Newman... Uh, uses client in her systems model, whereas Margaret Newman, uh, I think, uses the term patient in her model. Uh, do you have any input on that? I, I, I don't think I could answer why they choose those particular terms. Um, I do like Margaret Newman. I like her theory of expanding consciousness. Um, looking at the informational capacity of the human, of the individual, um, as it relates to their health and to expand and to become as healthy as they possibly can, regardless of the health condition that they find themselves. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean now in terms of, because we talk about functional medicine, we talk about holistic, we talk about integral, these are all terms, integral, integrative. Now, what does this mean? And, and Margaret Newman talks about the uh, 
expansion of consciousness. Health is expansion of consciousness. So are we talking about everything, and what does everything mean when we speak of holistic? You know, what, what an interesting question. Um, I think if more of us, more, more practitioners, looked at everything, um, we would have a healthier population. Certainly, when someone comes in with a sore throat and a fever and cervical lymphadenopathy and exudate on their tonsils and a positive, and you do a strep test in the office and they have a positive rapid strep, so we know that they have strep throat, that person needs an antibiotic. Absolutely. But that's not the whole uh, of the matter, and that's not the only thing they need. It's not the, the prescription pad is not the only weapon in, um, in our arsenal to help that person regain their health. They need to know, um, about gargling. They need to know about rest. They need to, uh, and the value of those two things. They need to know about supportive nutrition. And then as we get to know that person, that individual, that patient, and we're looking at how is their nutrition on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly basis? Can they even afford to buy their food? What are their food choices? What, what in, is there, what, how does their culture um, influence that? Um, just another example, patients with renal disease. I've had some patients with renal disease, and I've had to help them um, become familiar with and incorporate what we, what we like to call the renal diet and I mentioned this to a colleague, and she said, oh, no, that is so boring. They'll never do it. <laughs> but I said, no, that's, and that is my challenge. My challenge is to work with them and, you know, interprofessionally, intercollegially, collaboratively with other disciplines to help them. So this particular patient who had, has renal disease, um, and when I first gave her the hand on renal-friendly foods, um, she kind of wrinkled her nose a little bit, and I said, you know what, there's got to be a way to pick and choose and find foods that are delicious and that you can work with creatively. And I was very luckily um, met up with um, a, a registered dietitian out of all places, ShopRite Grocery Stores, who I ended up making a referral for this patient, and the dietitian took her through the store helped her with recipes, and really helped her take better control of her health. So it's everything. It's nutrition. It's um, how their spiritual life. It's their family system. It's the environment. It's their work. It's our you know, judicious use of vitamins and supplements. It's prayer. It's meditation. It's everything. Now, if you don't mind my asking and if you don't mind sharing with the listening audience, how do you make this part of your everyday life, part of your lifestyle? I don't mind at all. Um, okay. I, I as, a, as a family nurse practitioner who embraces holism, I have, to, I have to do that in my own life because, you know, you can't talk the talk if you're not going to walk the walk. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Um, and I don't want this to sound exclusionary at all because not everybody is um, – I'm hesitating because I'm trying to find the best way to phrase this. Not everybody's <laughs> spirituality is different. And, and all of those differences 
wherever an individual is at on a spiritual continuum is fine. So for the Christian, the Jew, the Muslim, the Buddhist, the Hindu, the atheist, however they find their spirituality, they need to know that the, from the practitioner that that is okay. So in my particular life, um, I, I am a prayer, prayerful person. I do, I, I do identify with my spiritual side. Um, so, and I do believe in a higher power. That's me. And I don't try to impose that on anybody else. But in my life, that is important. So I pray. I also meditate. Um, I exercise. Not, and let me say with a caveat, not, I know not enough. <laughs> yes. But I try yes. to incorporate a little exercise every day so that there is a balance. There's a balance between work. Um, there's a balance with recreation. Um, that there are hobbies that I love to read. I love mystery novels. So I allow myself some of that. I do try to, as I said, a little exercise. Everybody needs a little um, romance in their life. Um, and that I, when I look at food as nutrition, I also want it to be enjoyable. Um, I had the sad experience of watching my own father die from lung cancer, which was smoking-induced. So um, I'm pretty much a proponent of smoking cessation and smoking avoidance. Um, that, and, and all of these things in a balance. So that's how I approach it in my life. I want to take a moment now to remind our listening audience that I am talking with Dr. Joy Elwell. And Joy is a board-certified family nurse practitioner, and she is also a fellow of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. And we're talking about her practice, uh, her I should say her beliefs and her introduction of functional health and integrative health into her practice and into her personal life. Now, Joy had mentioned previously about her interest and her inclusion of travel medicine into her practice. So, Joy, could you just go into more detail about the travel medicine as a specialty of yours? Yes. Um, Well, let me just share how I got started with that. Um, I was the director for a college health service at Concordia College, New York, um, and the president of the college was, and this is about 18 years ago, and the president of the college was uh, taking a group of donors to India for a trip, and he asked me if I would do their travel uh, vaccinations for them. And so that introduced me to the specialty of travel health or tra- and travel medicine. And um, I under- as I understood it, there were practitioners who only practiced that. But for me, I said, you know, this is the perfect thing to do in primary care. So I learned all about it. And I, I enjoy travel health very much, and I'll tell you why. It's because, it's, first of all, it's, kind of, it's fun. People are going on vacations, on trips, and that's a very positive thing usually in their lives. Ten percent of the American population travels internationally every year, so there is a significant demand for the service. And it is a nice way, a very positive way, to blend traditional allopathic health care with self-care and uh, empowerment of the patient to take the best care they can for themselves. And when I work with a patient who is going uh, abroad, I certainly 
administer the appropriate, identify and administer the appropriate vaccines, but I also educate them um, on how they're going to avoid illness and stay well and healthy and have the most enjoyable trip possible. And, you know, now, of course, we're being advised to avoid Western Africa, but the, the, the terrible crisis that is happening in Western Africa with the Ebola virus really brings home the, that there are many serious diseases, bacterial, viral, fungal diseases that people are at risk for when they travel. And knowledge is the best way to prevent those. Yes, it is. Yes, 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 I agree. Now, Joy has so much information that she can share with us, and I'd like to ask her to come back again, if you don't mind, Joy. I would love to. Uh, Oh, great, great. So I want to remind our listening audience that you have been listening to Health Practitioner Podcast at LifestyleWellness.com. You can find all of Joy's information listed at that site, and I'll have everything there for you. Lifestyle Wellness Health Practitioner Podcast are where practitioners are holistic, they're engaged, authentic leaders. And until next time, take care and be well.